you are listening to the Spiritual Warrior Coach with Barbara Sabin, the podcast for discovering how powerful your wisdom, compassion, and courage is. Get ready to join Barbara and her guests as they explore and offer you advice on how to reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. And now, here's the host of the show, Barbara Sabin. Thank you for joining me today and welcome to the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. I am your host, Barbara Saban, and I am here to help you reclaim your power, your energy, and your authentic self. I am a certified clinical medical hypnotherapist, Reiki master, and teacher, energy healing specialist, life coach, and best-selling author of Gentle Energy Touch, the beginner's guide to hands-on healing. You know, I have been helping my clients for over 35 years, and the older I get, hmm, the more wisdom seems to come through. So isn't it time that you believe in yourself? You know, your mind is going to provide you with your greatest challenges in life because it's so very, very powerful. So let's use that mind for positive thinking, creating harmony, balance, peace, love, happiness, and anything else that your heart desires. Because one day, the world will tap you on your shoulder and say, this is your time to shine. And speaking about shining, I'm going to bring my guest on right now. (laughs) Good morning, Christina. How are you? Oh, good morning, Barbara. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I want to tell my listeners a little bit about you. Christina Woods, she is a licensed rapid transformational therapist certified hypnotherapist, empowerment coach, and Reiki master. She combines her background in corporate leadership along with her life experiences in dealing with trauma and abandonment to empower other women to trust their intuition and set themselves free of self-doubt. As the CEO and founder of Wise Woods Hypnotherapy and Counseling, Christina has extensive experience working on complex challenges and pulling potential out of others so that they can become self-reliant individuals. And through this work, she empowers women to shed old programming so that they can live the life that they deserve. And Christina wants everyone to stop looking outside for what they need and instead look inside themselves. And she helps her clients step into their true authentic self, free of self-sabotaging behavior so that they can live a life full of deep meaning and potential. Well, welcome. How are you today? Oh, I'm really excited. I love your energy and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to have you on the show. So I know, you know, I, I read your bio and everything and you you were in the corporate world for like over 30 years and you know, you were VP. And so how did you decide to switch from that hat, you know, into hypnosis and coaching? Right, right. It's, it's interesting. I always, um, you know, I sort of led this double life. I thought that I had to, I couldn't, I couldn't let my intuition and my spiritual life I thought it always kind of had to be my secret life and um, a separate life. And so, and I also felt like 
having that corporate hat and VP and, you know, this executive um, face out into the world was what I was supposed to do. And that's what being successful meant. And, you know, I was, was still a mother, but I was very in charge of, you know, the corporate world and making very good money and climbing the ladder. And so it was sort of one of those, wow, you've, you've made it. Um, until my body started breaking down, my mental clarity started breaking down. Um, and just, I knew intuitively inside, this was just not making me happy. And so about five years before I made the shift, I had a calling to, um, start looking within, um, my marriage started breaking down. And so that starts to be a process where you really start looking within and, oh my gosh, what do I want after 25 years of being married, figuring out, okay, now who am I? And started doing a lot of spiritual work. I knew I wanted to help women and, um, share, gosh, I, I had a, a difficult journey and fell upon hypnotherapy, which is an interesting story and, um, decided, you know, I'm about 50 at the time when I made the shift and I thought, if not now, when, and of course I can do this. And so I decided, you know, I don't need to have two lives anymore. I want to marry the two and, and, and really help women. And, um, I also, when I left and decided to do hypnotherapy, I thought I had to leave everything I learned in, in the corporate world behind, but I don't, I bring it with me. It's all, it's all together now. It's, it's amazing because we have pretty much the same journey. I was a regional sales director for general nutrition centers, supervising 500 employees, all the stores in Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island, Staten Island, you name it. And I had all their locations. Same thing happened to me. The illness started taking over and I was always spiritual because my grandma and great grandma were both healers. And so it was always in, in me. And uh, one day after like, 15, 20 years decided I had enough yeah. and uh, decided to walk away from, a, like you, a very good paying job when a lot of my friends thought I had a nervous breakdown for the, oh, yeah. but for the first time in my life, I found me. So yes. it's amazing how we find ourselves in the right timing, you know, uh, and, and we finally step into our authentic selves. Absolutely. And oh, yeah, I had a lot of people, you know, wanting to take my temperature, making sure I was okay. <laughs> I know. And, um, uh -huh. you know, it's, it's a scary, it was a scary journey to take, yes. take that leap. But mm -hmm. um, I've never, I never looked back because when you're in alignment with your purpose, um, it, it just feels right. And you don't ever question it. And, but I did have to do a lot of self-work and like you i was always spiritual but there were some things i was afraid to really dig in deep and ask some some questions and i did start to do those about four or five years before i made the shift to really dig into some trauma and some things that i really needed to um, explore and get curious about and understand and have empathy for and compassion for in myself and you're able to let go of what didn't serve purpose no longer yeah and yeah, we hold on to that whole old behaviors and old patterns that just weigh us down instead of us having that ability to say, I'm not going to, you know, go there anymore. It's now a new beginning for me, a new me and, and, and walk away from that. Uh, but a lot of people are afraid. Sure. And I, I think, you know, like many of us, the programs that we have, so much of it is 
shame or I'm not enough or something that really isn't isn't even what it's based on isn't even true. It's a program or maybe even energy that we've collected or gathered from other people or ancestors or situations because we're just looking at it from um, the perspective of a child and we haven't really, really been awakened to realize, gosh, I felt that way because that happened to me when I was five or I was 10 and I didn't understand. And now when I can look at it from a different perspective and understand you know, the program, or really that was my mother's pain I was feeling. Um, it's so much easier to let go, but it does take some digging and, you know, hypnotherapy is one way to do that and other spiritual work is another way to do it. But um, boy, it, it just changes everything. When you understand something differently, you can't un-understand, it's just there. It's funny, you know, uh, I was introduced to hypnosis, I'd say about two, maybe about 40 years ago. Uh, someone oh. actually helped me with crippling arthritis. And that's how I started getting into hypnosis, even though prior to that, I've always been an energy healer, but the hypnosis actually helped me reprogram my mind mm, and, and say, I don't need to listen to the doctor telling me, well, you're going to be crippled just like your mom, you know, yes. and planting that little seed that's going to really sprout. And yes, I would have been crippled just like my mom, but the hypnotherapy actually helped me uh, clear that and know that I, I don't, do not have to listen to somebody else's words and reprogram Absolutely. it. It's mm -hmm. so powerful. The, those little seeds, I, um, the catalyst, you know, like I said, I wanted to work with women. I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what it was. And I knew, I knew it would come to me and it came to me through an illness. I, um, I started to get vertigo terribly, just a terrible bout of, of vertigo. And I went to, um, maybe 25, uh, neurologists and doctors and, you know, this is just something you're going to have to live with. We can't help you. And it's this thing in your brain and uh, medication forever. And I, I just had this little voice in my head thinking, you know what? I really believe this is emotional. I'm going through a lot. My kids are leaving home, leaving the nest. I'm newly uh, divorced, lots of issues. And I went to a chiropractor. I started feeling a little bit better. And my neurologist kind of laughed at me like, yeah, right. You feel better. And I thought to myself, does he want me to get better or does he want me to be? <laughs> I know you wonder sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I heard a hypnosis audio called the healing vortex, which is, uh, something that RTT hypnotherapy, Marissa Peer created. And I started feeling better because it clears out thoughts yeah. and emotions like a vortex going through you. And it completely changed how I felt. It started going away. And I thought, this is, this is what I want to do. This is, this is completely healing me. How is that possible? And um, I, I thought, okay, this is one of the modalities that I want to learn. It's incredible when something like that happens to us. And then we understand, well, maybe we need to seek something alternative. And that's what happened to me, even though my whole life I've been a healer. Sure. But that hypnotherapy, again, my my illness was emotional mm -hmm. because of, uh, you know, what I went through as, as a child with my grandma dying and, and, and uh, you know, I won't even get into it, but yeah. it was yeah. very, very emotional and mental. And 
by, as you said, by clearing that, I was actually able to heal myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's interesting when clients will call and, and say, um, well, it's genetic. My mom had it. My grandma had it. Somebody had it. Mm -hmm. And it's just an interesting seed that's been planted um, that, that is a process to unpack when, when, okay, well, what if it wasn't? Um, let's just play with that. What if, what if it wasn't? What if it's not genetic? And we can, you know, we can change that program, um, which is wonderful and beautiful. So, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I feel in my heart so many, I mean, men struggle also, but I, I feel women struggle more often with like their self doubt, their low self esteem. So, how, how do you, uh, you know, why do you think that, that women so often actually struggle with all that self-doubt and, yeah. and lack of confidence and, and everything sure. else that goes with it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I decided to really focus and, and work with women on self-doubt because it just seemed to be something I struggled with, of course, but also an epidemic. Um, and also, I, I feel um, absolutely if you work on your self-esteem and self-doubt, the bank account, you know, is fixed. The health, you know, you can check so many boxes, relationships, all these things. But I think so many times with women, we feel if we run around and people please and are able to make everybody else happy, mm -hmm. then somehow... Are, we're doing good and, and, and we're able to, you know, be a good mother or a good wife or a good sister or a good, you know, whatever, um, friend. And we just keep on forgetting that we, we have our own needs to be met and society and culture. And, you know, you can name so many different ways that that's enforced that, um, the more you do for others, the better, you know, the better mom, the better you are. Um, but it's just become this epidemic of how dare you stop and take time for yourself? How dare you? Um, when really it's, it's, it's really a crisis that you don't take time for yourself and allow your, your mind and your body to have time to clear um, how much more valuable we would be to our children and our spouses and our family if we did that. So you know, I think unpacking why everyone's why their self-esteem has been crushed is, is different. What programs and stories have they made true when they're really just lies? Um, and but we've we've started to live having those those um, act as if they're truths. Um, and I think it's magnificent when I can go in through hypnosis or energy healing and really show a picture of, you know, that's not the truth. This, this isn't the truth. This isn't your story. Um, and to have them say, oh my goodness, it's not. That's a lie. I am actually worthy and lovable. And, yes. um, and, and just let that fly away and, and you know, reprogram the mind with something new and, and better and clear, clear if it's energy or whatnot. But um, I think just so much is reinforced by filling everybody else's cup up. And we need to fill our own cup up. Exactly. Because I, I remember that when I look back at my mom and my grandma, they never took time for themselves. Yeah. And I feel that's why they ended up being so, they, they ended up getting sick. Sure. And, and, you know, even for myself, it took me a while to realize, well, maybe 
I need to take care of me first so that I now have the strength to take care of everybody else. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of women feel that that's being selfish and it's not. Mm -hmm. They sure do. Yeah. I, I mean, that is my family is Italian family. So, um, you know, it was, um, absolutely serve your family. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, my grandmother passed at 50 with seven kids. Um, and I think much of that is just being completely exhausted, um, and no zero time for herself. I mean, she wouldn't even think and consider taking time for herself. And that's how I was raised by a single mother of four watching her, um, And even as I was a mother, every time I would try to take out time for myself, I would get a look from my own mother. What do you mean you're going away for a weekend with your friends? What? (laughs) And that stayed with me a bunch of, you know, I had a ton of guilt over that. And so um, freeing yourself and, and knowing that you're worthy of recharging your battery and your energy and clearing your energy and actually showing your children and your family that it's not your responsibility to fill their cup and and nor is it their responsibility to fill your cup. They actually don't want to have anything to do with your cup. They want to fill their own cup up. Exactly. And, um, you know, when we cut that cord, we, we, we allow our children and, and our family members to be, you know, in charge of their own agency, which is a beautiful gift. You feel that by just explaining that to women that feel the opposite, that they, we actually empower them. We do. And I I think they need to hear permission one. And then of course, you know, these programs in our subconscious are, as you know, so powerful and they're running the show. (laughs) So, um, you know, going in and, and sharing and finding out what those programs are and, and, you know, with energy healing and, and other things, but, um, finding out what are those programs, because when they can see them through the lens in, in hypnosis, it's just, just nice and clear. Um, it's very simple. That's what I love about hypnosis is, is it, there's not smokes and mirrors and medication and it's not this long out thing. It's just simple, um, it, despite what many people think, right? And it, it's a simple process of saying, what is the root cause of you feeling not enough? Why do you feel this? That's the, the type of rapid transformational therapy that we do is what's the root cause and then reframing that and creating a new program. So sometimes I think that they don't believe they have that program. And so sometimes that that awareness takes a little bit of time. Oh, it it takes a while because the most important thing is to find that root cause Mm -hmm. is causing this. And it could be something so tiny that over the years now has become huge for them. And all we need to do is say, no, that we we need to change that yes. so that you can now be who you are meant to be. Yes. And yeah. It, it's amazing how, um, I mean, I feel uh, hypnosis helps the, you know, unconscious and subconscious mind. It, you know, because of course, well, you know, we, the subconscious mind does not know what is real or not real. Correct. So when we feed it negative thoughts, it thinks it's real and the body acts that way. But when we finally change it, it's a whole new world. It is. It is. And, you know, and 
and every thought you think creates this physical reaction in your body. So when we share this, this information and explain to people, you know, that thought you think you can control your thoughts. You can't control what it does to your body. You don't have a choice what it does to your body. Um, it, it does do something to your body. And just, I, I love sharing that because I'm not sure we all are aware of how powerful our thoughts are to our, and the connection with our illnesses and, um, and, and even thinking about that because, you know, Western medicine is a great, great thing, but it doesn't always talk about our thoughts. No, not at all. And, you know, and I have clients that they'll sit and the first thing at the first thing they say is, I'm so stressed today. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's why you're so stressed today. Yeah. Is because that's what your mind is hearing. I am so stressed. Yes. So may, maybe if you changed it and said, I am calm, I am peaceful, even though you may not believe it, you, eventually you will change the, your way of thinking. Yes, yes. I just two days ago had a client with um, anxiety about travel and, and she said, this is absolutely debilitating over and over. It's debilitating. I'm like, well, number one, we're going to stop using that word. <laughs> Let's replace it. Um, because the thoughts, the words you use are so incredibly powerful and your mind is responding to every word you use. And, and it doesn't care if they're right or wrong, good or bad, you know, true or false. Here we go. You're creating a template and a blueprint for it to follow. You get some clients that I know some of them will tell me, oh, I can't be hypnotized. Yes. I mean, it, it's it's funny in a way it because is. already they're saying I cannot be hypnotized, but usually those are the ones that can be hypnotized very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, that letting go, right? You know, there's an issue of just letting go. So, uh -huh. uh, uh, you know, I, 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 I think... Holding space for them to process that it's okay to surrender and let go, and um, maybe giving them a little something to listen to, so that you know, hey, if you listen to this, you'll be fine. And I've never met anyone I can't, you know, we can't do this, and leave that up to me. My job's to do that part. But um, yeah, it is interesting. I have been told uh, I can never, you know, be hypnotized, or the guy at the fair told me I can't get hypnotized. <laughs> you hear that a lot. Um, oh yeah. Well, you know, well, he wanted to do it for entertainment purposes in 10 minutes. And, you know, that's a little different. Yeah, that that, that is a lot different. But yeah, it, it's amazing. And I, I, I feel a lot of them have this fear of us changing their minds that something that they don't will not want to do. But that's not the case. Well, you know, that's not the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, I had a, f a family member, a close family member, um, and you've you've had this experience, and it was about um, she has a very difficult time making decisions, so she's just frozen and can't make decisions. And we're talking anything from what shoes to buy to very big, big decisions in life. And um, but she had decided, you know, I really don't know that I want to get rid of this because it makes me very cautious in life, and it's actually who I am. It's part of who I am. It makes me unique. And so that was a very interesting um, role that it was playing and what it was serving her. And so we had to really work through, well, well, what, what would it be like if, if you had, if it played a different role in your life and what would your life be like without that? It's serving you in that way. Um, and do you feel safe without it? And, and how, how would her life look like and what would it be like without it? So it took a little bit of time. Um, 
because even if something we don't like, it serves a purpose and that's why we're hanging on to it. Exactly. So yeah, I always tell them you and anything that your mind does not feel it it wants or needs like here um, I'm going to make you bark like a dog or cluck yep. like a I mean come on now you're not going to do that you know the mind right. will delete it yeah so I I, I I feel in my heart and I'm sure you feel the same way that when someone comes to us they they truly really need to feel comfortable with us so that they feel safe Yes, and, and I think then they have that ability to let go. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I see most of my clients through Zoom. I do, I do some in person, um, but you know, that's a different energy exchange through Zoom. So you know, they're in their bed and they're at home, and so, but it's different because there's not the physical touch. Um, whereas you know, I might be able to touch their arm or something in person. So doing different things with my clients to make sure they're they're feeling safe and comfortable um through zoom has just become a different dynamic so yeah that's a, that is because i i see the like 90 percent in person okay um so it's it is different but i i, I you know i also do zoom but yeah it, it is a different energy without a doubt it is so, everyone's getting a little bit more accustomed to zoom these days though aren't they with the <laughs> you know I, I mean, it's Zoom is great, but I, it, it's nice to have that touchy feely type it of is. thing, you know, but um, so, you know, how did hypnosis actually help you get out of your, your corporate world? Oh boy. I know you mentioned that. So yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, I could pick a million, but um, so, you know, the, physically, um, with vertigo and, and some health issues, um, I've definitely used hypnosis and you start to build a network where you'll call your friends and say, okay, I need a session for this. But, um, feeling, uh, I had some, some programs around money for one that, that helped me, um, leave the corporate world. So I had the, the program that you had to work really, really hard and life had to be this, 12 hour a day grind and really tough and uh, an environment of um, doggy dog, you know, watch your back. And that's how you earned money. And, you know, you might get fired tomorrow. The company might get shut down and sales culture as well. Um, and if it wasn't like that, uh oh, I, I didn't know, like, was I going to make money? How was I going to do that? So I had to really deprogram that work could be fun. Work could be joyful. Work could be um, in alignment with my soul's purpose, that was completely different for me. So yeah, hypnosis helped me with that quite a bit. Yeah. That's what happened for me. Also, I had to say, all right, I, I, you know, I was in the corporate world for, you know, so many years, how can I make money doing, you know, energy healing and hypnosis. And actually I, I used hypnosis to help me with the money aspect of it, knowing that the abundance is everywhere. All we need to do is tap into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's there for us. Also showing up, um, you know, uh, being 
just showing up on social media, showing up to my friends and family as, you know, hypnotherapy. Like I said, when I left the career, people were scratching their head thinking I had gone a little crazy um, and telling them now I'm a Reiki master. And, you know, and, and uh-huh. my soulful friends and family, of course, were cheering me on. And the rest of the family is like, what is that? And, um, and you know, there was there were wounds that were took some time to heal so that I stepped into being a healer, whatever that means for anyone else. But for me, standing in my power as a healer and what that meant. So feeling good enough and um, being okay, um, being visible. So a lot of visibility programs that I had to um, eliminate. And I did that through hypnosis, being good enough. It's okay to be seen. Um, what were my fears around that? Um, I had a lot of trauma in my childhood and the oldest of four, a lot of pressure put on me to just kind of put a perfect persona out there um, and o- be an overachiever and look good on the outside, despite what you're feeling on the inside. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the healing aspect and Reiki? Interesting. So, um, as an empath, very, very empathic my whole life, um, not didn't always know it and um, until later in life. But when I started doing hypnosis, I actually started getting so nauseous after every session. Um, I'd have to run to the to the ladies room and I was getting sick after every session and um, really sick. And I, I knew it was energy. And I thought after every single session, I can't throw up and, and be sick. I, I thought I'm going to, I just left my corporate job. How can I, I what am I going to do? <laughs> and um, uh-huh. so I've worked with enough healers and, you know, they're like, you really need to learn how to protect your energy and not absorb all this trauma and things that you're working with. So um, someone suggested Reiki and I'd been seeing, you know, getting Reiki done, but hadn't really trained in it. And um, so that's why I, I, I became a Reiki master to help me protect um, and be around. So, you know, hearing trauma and sad stories and their energy, but protect my energy so that I could still be compassionate and empathic, but not soak it all up like I was doing. Yeah. We become sponges sometimes. And yes. And then we, yes. we do not know why we feel so ill. It's yes. because we pick up other people's energies, their emotions, their feelings, everything, Because especially when you're an empath. Yeah, yeah. So it was necessity. Um, I, I took it right away. And um, now I have a, you know, a, a spiritual process before every in the morning, every, of course, every morning, but um, before every client um, and after every client to, you know, remove myself and their energy and clear it. And when I don't do it, if I start to feel a little nauseous, I'm like, uh-oh, I skipped a step. I didn't protect myself. So, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, because even like when I see clients, if I do not protect my energy, I feel their illness. I, I feel everything. And it's we, we that's their journey, not ours. Exactly. That was a big lesson. I mean, you've been doing this a lot longer than I have, but, you know, I would get emotional. I would start to, even with Reiki, I'd, you know, would get emotional or why am I about to cry? Or I could feel what happened. And, um, I thought, well, okay, how, how do I, I don't want to lose that sensitivity, but I I can't absorb it. I'm not helping them. So it's a dance. It is. So So how do you stay grounded, you know, and healthy while, while you work with clients and, 
and of course dealing with their ups and downs you know yeah, life. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I have to be pretty um I've learned to be pretty strict about a morning routine I um I meditate regularly I I love chanting now um I feel very powerful when I chant and so that's definitely part of my routine now every morning I do a lot of journaling I have probably 30 active journals around the house right now. Um, wow. <laughs> they, they start, oh, they're one everywhere. They start off as like, this is the gratitude. This is this one, but then they get all blended and mixed up. Um, but a lot of journaling, it's how I, I release things and, and get creative. Um, and of course move my energy, but I do, um, before every session, I'll do grounding, uh, put my feet in the earth or outside, you know, California, the weather is always the same. So we don't have to worry too much about, you know, snow or rain or anything. Um, so I'll do grounding and um, ask for protection. And only that is of the highest and best interest. And, you know, anything that's of a low vibration isn't welcome. Um, but I think the the journaling, meditation, getting quiet um, and allowing myself to go within and ask myself, I put my hand on my heart every morning before I get out of bed. And, um, I do ask my inner child what she needs today. And I ask, you know, what are some three words? Because I found when I ignore her, um, old, um, pain comes up and she feels ignored. And so I've learned to honor her. And I used to think, oh, that sounds silly inner child stuff. It's not, it's very real. And um, the more compassion I have for her and see her every day and tell her, you know, you go be a kid and you do those things. I'm the adult. You don't have to do this stuff. I'm more, I feel more capable and able. So we do the same thing, actually. Do we? Do we? Yes, I, I do. The what you do. <laughs> but, but I don't have the journals everywhere. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little, that's a little weird. <laughs> Well, I do journal, but it, it's on, on my computer. I should be just writing. You know, I find when I physically write, um, for some reason, the there's more power in my writing. Yes. In my handwriting. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the but, energy uh, and just channel, even channel writing sometimes, just uh -huh. let it come out. Let it come out. So do you, do you feel, uh, this is a, a ask you a question, all the journaling that you've done can actually become a book? Oh gosh, I love that you asked that. I have been, I read an old journal the other day and I thought there's a little message in here. So uh -huh. yes, yes. You, you writing a book and other people I've met writing a book is certainly inspirational. It, it feels scary, but yes, I do feel like there might be something brewing. Oh yes. Yeah. So we, you know, I know for myself, I used to, all my writings and my journaling were used to teach energy healing until, until one day I had this huge class and one of them, one of the students said to me, God, you, this should be a book. And I said, well, maybe, but it was my insecurity of making it into a book. And I realized that. And then I decided, no, let's see if we can do it. And and I figured out, oh, well, who, who's going to publish it? You know, again, another insecurity in my oh, head. Yeah, that little voice. Right? That yeah. little voice that said, no, well, you can't do this. And um, and I, I, I put it all together and sent it out. And lo and behold, within two weeks, I had a publisher 
that actually said to me, my, why, how long have you been holding on to this? Well, it's 15 years I held on to it. But it's amazing how when we finally take that leap of faith and say, I can do this. That's, yeah, that, yeah you're, there's a little fire that's in your, you're, mm-hmm. you're turning up the notch. I appreciate it. It's, yeah. um, it starts brewing, right? And you just kind of start stirring it up a little, but it takes, mm-hmm. it takes some courage and knowing you're yeah. enough. Yeah. Knowing that you're enough and yes, you can do this. And it's funny because some of my uh, friends back East, I said to them, I actually, someone is going to publish my book. They're publishing your book. You wrote a book. I mean, it's like, now here comes, you know, your friends, you know, throwing you out of that, you know, that, that secure feeling you have. And that's when I decide, that's when I actually realized that I, I need to step away from some people. Yes. Because they were bringing me down and saying, Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm so proud you're writing a book. But instead, it was the opposite I was getting from a lot of them. And I said, okay, we need to, you know, distance myself a little bit because I do not want anyone to take that, you know, that the courage that I was feeling and that secure feeling to take it away from me. Yeah. That reminds me when I, when I had a dream to leave the corporate world and and what I was going to do. I shared my dream of, you know, I want to help women. I want to create a community and connect. Right. And and it wasn't solid, but it was something like I do now. And a friend looked at me over lunch and said, well, do you have a plan B? And it just crushed me. Yes. Uh-huh. And um, it took me a while to recuperate. And so when I finally, you know, thought this is what I meant to do, I didn't share it with anyone for a long time. And um, I thought, you know, a few a few people that I really trust, but I thought this is what I want to do. And when I'm ready, I'll share it. And they will have something to say. And it, it might not be in alignment, but I'm not letting it in. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I did. And and it, it it's amazing how we need to step away from those that bring us down instead of mm-hmm. giving us the, car, you know, the rah, 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 go do it. No matter whether you fail at it or not, the thing is as long as you step into it and say, I, I will give this a shot. Yeah. And it's been interesting. My, my children are 25 and 21 and it's been interesting as I've done this transition, um, even hearing my oldest have some trepidation about my career change. I can hear some of my old corporate programs in him come out and I think, okay, well, this is my opportunity to show him and, and, and guide and, and he'll learn his own lessons. It's his own journey, but I can see some of the, definitely some of the old programs, like with the work is hard, has to be hard and has to have a little bit of a grind to it. Um, and I, I'm now instilling, you know, work actually can be easy and let's live in the field of possibility instead of always predictability, possibility. What if actually, right. What if it was just easy and fun and the money came in because you're doing, you know, everyone's in alignment, your clients come to you because they're meant to work with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I have, I mean, I, I mentioned before, I'll be 74 in September and a lot of my relatives and some of even my friends, they look at me and say, well, when are you going to retire? And I look at them and I say, why would I retire if this is something that I love to do? This is not work. 
yeah. this is this is number one it's my pe- passion and purpose but i love getting up in the morning i love going into the office whether it's zoom or not to well right now i'm at home today but i i enjoy and love doing what i do yes. and it's as you know it's so rewarding to help people be their authentic selves yes and it's so um I just love sharing that message with clients is what what is your authentic self and giving them permission to to explore it and have fun and you know the other day I worked with a client and and just her signing up to take a swimming class has brought so much joy in her life just to put on a one piece and swim again at 55 but you know whatever it is it might not be a career change but it's just Amazing. this childlike fun thing that she thought I'm too old to do it. I can't do that. I haven't done it in 30 years. So what, you know, sign up, get back out there. And she's like, it's like, I never, there was never a gap. It has like, it's like, you know, no time lapsed. I'm out there swimming. I'm speedy faster than some of the younger people. And this is her, you know, her, her little soul coming out, coming alive. And now it's going to just bubble out into other things. Um, and, and keep her alive. And, you know, I'm going to be 54 in November and all my friends are talking about when are you going to retire? Retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm just getting started here. Just getting so. started. <laughs> I tell them the same thing. I'm just getting started. They say, well, you've been doing this for such a long time. Well, I'm praying that I do this for many, many more years to come. Why would you give up something that you love to do? And, and, you know, like with your client, I'm sure she's finding now joy and happiness and, and peace with her swimming. She is, she's, um, she's got some, a little, a little kick in her step to actually have the courage to go out and meet someone because she wants to meet a partner where that, that little flame was just so buried so far down deep. um, And she didn't want to get dating online. So I'm like, let's, let's go find out some things that you've just loved to do that some reason society and and the world and you have told yourself you can't do anymore which you can um and so you know back to even your question about self-esteem and self-doubt it's like just digging out these old junky programs that who who says at 50 something you can't get back in a swimming pool and and do some laps at the city pool no one one. (laughs) you can do it's it's us that thinks it that's what the problem is we think we can't when we can you know, I, I always say you have the ability to be able to do anything that you set your mind to do. That's and right. Just, just do it. Do it. Doesn't matter if it's if you do it right or you you know fall while doing it. Just do it, and and then you'll learn how you know you'll take the next step. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. getting help if you need help, whether it's mm-hmm. you know hypnosis or or therapy or a teacher or a mentor or something. Um, I know I still have coaches and, and, you know, therapists or whoever to help guide me that have helped keep me on track or help just to, to expand my energy and, and provide clarity for me. Um, it doesn't really ever stop. I don't think so. No, it never stops. It yeah. Never you don't have to be, stops. you don't have to do it by yourself. No, I even have, you know, look for, for other people that can help me at this age. Yes. Why not? I mean, if, if, you know, if someone else may look at things a little differently that all of a sudden will help me turn that little, you know, switch in my mind on. Yeah. So why not, do, you know, go for it? 
That's right. I listened to one of your episodes that I think um, maybe someone who taught you about podcasts and a coach you had and um, yeah, though, you know, it's, there's always something to learn and it just creates that um, enthusiasm and builds your confidence and um, can get you excited. And I think it can be scary to go find someone, but you know, again, if you have that, that self-esteem or you're feeling good enough, it gives you the inertia to move forward and reach out for help and reach out. Yeah. And that's what I did with this, the podcast, you know, I've been wanting to do this for three years and I, I'm the one that stopped me from doing it because I was afraid to do, I was afraid to get on film. I was afraid, well, maybe I'm a little too Brooklyn. The Brooklyn's going to come out or whatever. It may have been. <laughs> I love it though. And, and, it, and, and I realized, Barbara, it's fine. It's okay. Be your, be your authentic self. Yes. And just go for it. And, and, and that's what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah, I know. Being living, living in the beach area, um, I always tell people, I'm like, when I'm sitting there with my girlfriends, we just love when we see someone that's just being their authentic self, walking down on the beach. They don't have to have a great body. They don't, they're just loving who they are, having fun. It's the one that looks trying to look perfect. Yes. Sucking it in, doesn't look very happy, suck trying to be perfect. They look miserable. That's not what we're striving for. Be yourself, wear whatever you want, you know, running down the beach. That, that's happiness. That's like joy. It's not the perfection because there's no such thing as perfection. No, there's no such thing. And unfortunately, with all the social media and and all the way they, uh, you know, fix the photography, people think, especially the younger girls, that right. you know, I need to look exactly, I need to be so skinny or I need to, right. my hair needs to be a certain way. And, you know, it's just a shame that, um, that they look outside instead of inside of themselves. Right. Right. And I, I, I really do. Um, I try to keep that as a theme with, with everyone is, um, let's bring in all your little spaghetti feelers. I call them and just bring them all back in because, um, uh -huh. if we depend on our children to make us feel enough or, you know, that thing at the mall that we want to buy or that cream or whatever it might be, um, that diet, it's never, ever going to be enough. And your cup, you're just giving your cup to everybody else to fill up. And how amazing to know you could fill up your own cup and then go out and enjoy it life because you already are enough. You're already enough. You were created enough. You, you, you're born enough. Before you were born, you're already enough, but we won't go there, but you're born enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. And that's what they have to truly understand that you are enough. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. looking within is, is um, a gift that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I try to share. It's still a journey for me and a journey I share with everyone. Yeah. It's still a journey for me too. So <laughs> I, I guess it'll always be a journey till the day I close my eyes and and leave this world so yeah, you know yeah yeah so uh where can my listeners actually get a hold of you i know you're in california also yes we're not far from each other actually we're about I an know. hour and a half away mm -hmm. i love it if i'm up there i'm gonna buzz you we'll have to get lunch yes. or something. um yes. My, my website is wisewoods.com. And so it's W-I-S-E-W-O-O-D-S 
Woods.com. I'm Christina Woods. And um, I um, offer a free consultation for an hour with clients. Wow. Um, it's if you go to book.wisewoods.com. Um, I offer an opportunity to meet with clients and just really talk with them about what they're working on or what they're struggling with and kind of put together just a plan about, all right, you're here. What do you want? How, how, you know, let's talk about how you might get there. Um, maybe even do a little quick hypnosis if they're interested in that or Reiki. So in just an hour, you might want 10 minutes of it. You might want the full hour, but I offer that to clients. And if you go to my website, there's some free downloads as well. Okay. So again, where can they get that, that, uh, so it's wise woods. Yeah. Wisewoods.com is my website, but to book okay. the free, um, I call it a freedom to self-belief call and that's ah. book.wisewoods.com. So B O O K dot wisewoods.com. And that leads you right to a calendar where you can book a one hour free, um, freedom to self-belief call with me. And like I said, you might not want the full hour, but I devote that to you and um, we can go from there. It's very nice of you, believe me. Yeah, I, I feel it, it's important to have them speak with us first so that we yeah. know if we really can help them. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. We can chat and see if it's, you know, a connection. And connection. if it's not, I might have, you know, other connections that might be a good fit. Mm -hmm. Well, Christina, thank you very, very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. And I'll, we'll have all that information on the notes. And um, I want to thank everybody uh, for listening today. And I hope that you heard what you needed to hear. And uh, visit me at motivateyourlife.net. And please subscribe to this YouTube channel, the Spiritual Warrior Coach Podcast. We are also on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Um, Google, we're, we're, and we're international. So we are everywhere. It's getting out there. And it's a beautiful thing to know that people are listening and um, enjoying the podcast. Um, for those of you maybe interested in learning energy healing, please check out my book on Amazon, uh, Gentle Energy Touch, The Beginner's Guide to Hands-On Healing. So again, Christina, thank you so much for a beautiful interview today. And uh, Everyone have a beautiful week filled with love and with light. Love, Barbara.